Welcome to Cook and Politics. I'm Cass, and today I am meeting with Melissa Miller. She is running Recorder of Deeds for Greene County. Before we get started with today's podcast, let me tell you about Anchor. Anchor is the platform I use to create my podcasts. It's totally free to use. You just go to anchorfm.com and download the app to your smartphone or computer. It's free. And did I mention you can earn money when you use Anchor? Anchor has many different options to help you create your podcast. And once you're done creating your podcast, you can edit it, add some bling, and upload your podcast to seven different podcast listening sites in addition to your smartphone sites. So, what are you waiting for? Go to anchorfm.com, download your app, and get started today. Okay, so Melissa, let's hear about Melissa. Let's start with just getting a background on you. Okay, so I was born and raised in Springfield, born at Cox North. Uh, My family roots go way back in Greene County. Uh, My great-grandfather is memorialized on the plaque outside of the Springfield Police Department because of his involvement and death in the line of duty in the Young Brothers Massacre. Oh, no kidding. No kidding. Um, I'm so sorry. Yeah, I mean... That was horrific. That was a horrific... Absolutely. Absolutely. Absolutely horrific. And it's been passed down generation to generation to generation, the story in my family, the way that all came about. But I'm also the mom of five kids all born here in Springfield, and four grandchildren, all born here in Springfield. So I'm also one of five daughters, uh, but we weren't all born in Springfield. People move. Yeah. Well, my dad was in the military, so a a few of my sisters were were born on military bases. What branch was he in? He was in the Army, Mm -hmm. and he was a paramilitary. He would drop out of airplanes behind enemy lines and repair equipment and vehicles and drive them back across it. Okay. So <laughs> that's that's what he did. I went to Central High School. I didn't graduate. I got my GED in 1992 uh, while I was pregnant with my second son. Then when I was pregnant with my daughter, I went to OTC and I eventually at- obtained my associate's degree in drafting de- and design. I've worked for a couple of developers. I had a short stint in St. Louis where I worked for a real estate investment company doing project management for them. And we moved back here after that because I missed my kids that were grown and gone. So we moved back from St. Louis and we've been here since 2015. In 2017, we bought this house, and I've spent the last five years uh, rebuilding it from a fire it sustained, and it actually sustained considerable damage Mm -hmm. in that fire. So I've spent the last five years putting it back together and bringing it back to life. It's a beautiful home. It's one of the older homes in the district. When was it built? Do you remember? Do you know? So our house was originally built in 1889, but like so many houses in Springfield, it grew as the family that lived in it grew. Uh-huh. And so I think little it's... A, add, little add-ons there. Yeah. Here and there. Yeah. I think it's uh, officially li- listed as 1890 or 1891. That's crazy. But it is on the historic registry. I think the first house that I bought in Springfield <clears throat> was 1915, and we remodeled it. That was... That was quite educational. Yes. The older homes are just beautiful. There's just mm. so much character in them. As I was driving out here, I was looking at the... And I went past MSU, and mm-hmm. I'm looking at all these older homes. Some of them look better than others. Mm-hmm. And I thought, boy, wouldn't it be great if we had a developer who would come in and just 
make because they're college houses. Mm -hmm. People buy them up and rent them out to college students. So mm -hmm. wouldn't it be great if we had a developer come in and create some sort of living area for the students incorporating the older home style, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but with more efficient utilities and whatnot. Right. But, you know, pipe dream for me. I can't well, do that. So that's what, my goal, ultimately, is to be a d sustainable developer. Because that was my focus in my bachelor's degree was sustainable development. So, Melissa, when the League of Women Voters interviewed you and they asked you how you were involved in your community, you said... I have assisted the city of Springfield with a construction project funded by HELP mm -hmm. loan. What is HELP? What is the HELP loan? So the HELP loan is a source of funding for low to middle income families who are homeowners when they find themselves in need of emergency home repairs that they can't afford or um, as it was the case with the family that I helped, they had basically exhausted all of their funding options and they were looking for volunteers to basically come in and help Do finish the, the project. So what I did was I purchased a new front door and storm door and I went in myself and I went into the home that they were working on for this family and I took out the existing rotting front door and installed the new front door and framed it in and got it up to code so that they had a nice new energy efficient and secure front door because the door they had previously was not lockable. It wasn't safe. And this was a family of three women and a small child who was wheelchair bound. They really needed to have a home that was safe and, and healthy to live in. That's awesome. I didn't even know that existed. How long has that been in existence? Do you know? The HELP program has been in existence, I want to say, for 10 or 15 years. I could be mistaken on that. It's been a while since I've done that research. So as long It's only applicable to certain neighborhoods. Sorry to interrupt, but it's only applicable to certain neighborhoods in Springfield as well. That's pretty cool. I like that idea. Mm -hmm. It's a fantastic program. So along with that, you also volunteered with My Neighborhood Association for creek cleanups mm -hmm. and social events. So what is your neighborhood association? Uh, the West Central Neighborhood Association. I, we have a community garden down at Mother's Brewery and we take care of the portion of Jordan Creek that runs through our neighborhood. October 3rd, I believe, was the most recent creek cleanup. But our goal as a neighborhood association is to make it at least twice a year where we go down and we clean up. And this most recent one was Fantastic. I think we got like, they got like 12 to 15 bags of trash and some mattresses and I mean just a huge amount of trash out of the creek. And we've already seen some rebirth in the, in the creek ecosystem as a result of those efforts. I do not understand people that throw trash out. I don't either. I can't stand people who litter. I can't stand it. Trash on the yeah. road. It just kills me. It's like, why do people not teach their children? It's a good question. I mean, I've seen... And the other thing is, I see people, they throw out their their McDonald's and mm -hmm. whatnot, their leftovers, so wild animals come up and they start eating on those and then they end up getting hit by the vehicles. Mm -hmm. I did not mean to go off on this, but I mean... <laughs> no, it's a pet peeve of mine as well. And I think two or three of my kids, I know my daughter wasn't one of them. I think my oldest two boys did it. 
tried to throw trash out the window, and I literally slammed on the brakes. Everybody get made out. them get out, clean up their mess, because, yeah, that's, not, that's I just, not how we are. So tell us more about Melissa. You were born in Springfield. Your, mm-hmm. your father is in the military army, and so you moved around a bit. No, I didn't. My older sisters did. I am the second to the youngest in my family. When I went through this pamphlet from the League of Women Voters, you're the only Democrat on a down-ballot ticket mm-hmm. to run for a local office. Mm-hmm. The only one. Yes. And when I say down-ballot, I'm talking about your local mm-hmm. county clerk, county uh, recorder of deeds. <clears throat> How does that make you feel? Proud. Yeah. Um, this is what our government is supposed to operate like. We are supposed to be involved on every level. It is important for every portion of our population to be represented in our local government because that's where we can make the most difference is in our local government. Why are you qualified to serve in this office? Um, Basically because I know that deep down the recorder of deeds is a customer service position and what it amounts to is respectfully preserving and accurately recording important documents that are important to family histories and military records and real estate records. So ultimately it's can you be responsible for these documents and can you do so without being rude to people or having poor customer service skills, for lack of a better word. It's, it's a matter of, of serving the taxpayers in a position where you are responsible for taking care of their important documents and the county's historical document. This is the same question, and we're talking about Cheryl Dawson Spaulding, mm-hmm. who you were running against from the Republican Party. She was asked the same question, why are you qualified to serve in this office? And she replied, I've been working in the office since 1992, and I have extensive working knowledge of the records as well as the changes in technology and why those were implemented. I've served the Recorders Association in a leadership capacity as well as being the legislative chair. She listed as an education, she has an associate's degree in computers. And you had... I have an associate's degree in uh, drafting and design technology from OTC, but I also have a bachelor's degree in construction project management. And I believe that that gives me a vast wealth of knowledge on which I can rely, but I'm also pretty quick learner. I have worked customer service. I mean, I wasn't born into wealth at all. Um, Well, we don't know if she was either. I don't. I don't. I'm only saying that I wasn't born into wealth, so I've had to work in in those low-paying jobs to further my career and, and support my family. What steps would you take to improve the office efficiency and transparency? So in order to promote uh, an environment where people feel comfortable being themselves and being transparent with the community we serve, it is important to build those relationships on trust and openness. And that's what I found in the leadership positions I've held in the past, is it's better to have a good working relationship with your coworkers than it is to present yourself as the boss in charge. Mm-hmm. For me, it's more about the relationships and making sure that I do my job 
to the best of my ability and supporting my coworkers in such a way that they feel comfortable doing their jobs to the best of their ability. What strengths will you bring to this office? I believe that I would bring a, a few strengths to this office. Like I said, I'm a pretty fast learner. I'm also pretty adept at customer relations and I'm also very good at making sure that people's needs are met as long as they communicate those needs effectively. Mm -hmm. But I'll also bring myself to the position. And what I mean by that is that I feel like I see all people as people first. And I don't try to put their identity into a box. And what that means basically is that I accept people. When they walk into the office and they say, I need this, I say, okay. Then let's see what we can do. Let's see what we can do. But I don't look at people and put them in boxes from the get-go based on appearance or But we're not saying else. that she does either. No, absolutely not. I'm just saying what I do. Yes, your strengths. Yeah. So I see people as people deserving, inherently deserving, basic human decency and kindness and... I don't feel like I need to impose my beliefs or political views on other people. I feel like it's just, this is who I am, this is who you are, and I accept who you are. And we're not saying that she does either. Because we don't know. I have no. not interviewed her. The recorder of deeds, which is what you're, the office that you're running for, you deal with land titles? Mm-hmm. Military records, marriage license, there's a whole list of things that you deal with. Mm -hmm. I mean, I mean, archives, the Green County Archives right. is uh, under and the recorder of deeds. Cheryl, who I've not interviewed, she says they're currently in the process of digitizing the last of our historic books, which will mean the images from 1833. To present will be accessible by computer. That's pretty outstanding. Mm -hmm. I mean, that helps out a lot. But I would assume anyone in this position would be doing the same thing. Oh, for sure. Yes. I feel like that is an important step for all archives is to be digitized so that they, regardless of natural events or fluke occurrences that could potentially damage the physical copies, it would be fantastic to have a digital backup of all of those records. So we talked about how involved you are in your community, which is important to know. The strengths you will bring to this office. We talked about what steps you would make to improve efficiency and transparency and why you are qualified to serve in this office. I mean, if I was just a voter going to the polls and I knew that you had the education background that you had versus her educational background. I mean, yeah, she has an associate degree in computers, and I'm not bashing her. I'm just saying that there's, other than her working in that office since 1992, you could bring a whole new fresh set of eyes to this job, which is admirable in my opinion. When the League of Women Voters of Southwest Missouri interviewed Cheryl, and they asked her what strengths she would bring to this office, and I realize that you can't comment on this because you obviously don't know her. Correct. Haven't worked with her. Neither Correct. have I. Um, we're just going off what 
She said in the League of Women's Voters, I don't know, Voters Guide, she says she's pr- passionate about preserving public records to ensure that they're available for years to come. I'm, I'm quite certain anybody would be. I hope so. I, I mean, mean I between can't. the two of you, you are both have that passion. Yes, I agree. And when they asked her how involved in the community, you listed that you helped with the HELP loan in your neighborhood and you helped with creek cleanups the jordan creek thing and you volunteer at your school she listed that she's a member of redeemer lutheran church green county central committee green county archives foundation board north springfield betterment association green county republican women and president of the greater ozark pachyderms and I don't know about you, but I just kind of went through and I looked at some of these things. The Green County Central Committee is part of the Green County Republican Party, and they have meetings, let's see, they have meetings once a month from 5.30 to 6.30. Then the Greater Ozark Pachyderms, which she's the president of, they have two meetings a month from 11.30 to 1 p.m. Green County Republican women, um, they meet... The second Tuesday each month from 11.30 a.m. at 11.30 a.m. And then the Missouri Association of Counties, MAC is the acronym. She's a district director of that organization. And she is the director of Green County Archives Foundation. Now, I couldn't find out when the Missouri Association of Counties, MAC, meet. It might just be an online thing. I don't know. And I couldn't find out when the Green County Archives Foundation meet. The Green County Archives Foundation threw me off because I was thinking when I heard that, I thought, okay, it's Green County preserving our records. But when I went to the website, it said to ensure that everyone knows exactly who they are working with to create a trusted business environment we want to work in and a society we'd all like to live in to tackle corruption and criminality. That was on the website. I didn't think that had anything to do with archives, but she's the director of that organization, and I'm not bashing her for that. I'm just, I don't know when she's got time to be at work. Two of these, two of these organizations that she's in, they meet at 11.30 to 1, and 11.30, a lunch hour is a lunch hour. Oh, yes. In my experience, a lunch break is about an hour. I'm not, I don't mean to bash her on this. I just, I'm just confused. This is the person that you're running against, so I try to do some background information. Mm -hmm. What are your thoughts on any of this? Do you have any thoughts on any of this? I think it's commendable that she's so involved in the Republican Party. Uh, I approach volunteerism from a different perspective in that, it is more about serving your entire community as opposed to just one party. And it sounds to me like she really just kind of promotes the Republican Party in her efforts. I don't fully understand what the Archives Foundation does because what you read off their website doesn't, doesn't I know. Really I was make freaked sense out. to me. I was I mean, I can pull it up on my phone and show you. No, I I mean, it's just, it blew me away because I thought, well, Green County Archives, that's got to be something to do with people committed to. I would presume it would have something to do with the archives and and preserving the integrity of our historical documents. But when you read what's on their webpage, it says to ensure that everyone knows exactly who they are working with 
to create a trusted business environment we want to work in and a society we'd all like to live in to tackle corruption and criminology. I mean, nobody wants to live in a community full of criminals and corruption. I understand that. Right. But I don't understand what that has to do with archives. It almost gives the vibe that it's keeping track of who's who. It is. You know? They do. They do. That's, okay. I find that kind of creepy. But that's just me. The businesses. The businesses. Right. Right. So, is that similar to the Better Business Bureau? Or, I don't know. That one confuses me. Um, with regard to volunteerism, though, I'm more of a hands-on... Help the community. Help, help the community. Neighbor. Do unto others yes. as you would do unto yourself. Yes. The golden I'm, rule. Yeah. I have served on committees in the past, especially with the school my children recently attended. For me, helping my community is more helping them find a better quality of life by cleaning up our neighborhood or volunteering to help fix somebody's house or, you know, that that to me is volunteerism. Helping. But yeah, I mean, I can appreciate that. That's what I would think. I know. She's worked in the office since 1992 and you're just asking to work in the office. You're the only Democrat mm-hmm. on a down ballot, mm-hmm. which is incredible. So what's going to happen if you don't win? Will I run again? Mm -hmm. I'm undecided on that. However, I feel as though I have reached a point in my life where I can't go back into not being involved. And what I mean by that is previously my first experience with activism in community was actually it took place when I was a teenager and I enrolled I was a participant in a poster contest for AIDS awareness so I've I've gone to marches I've gone to political rallies I've I've voted in virtually every election not always the midterms not gonna lie I haven't always voted in the midterms why is that that people don't do that I feel like there is this sense that it is less important it's the and most it's, I I know that these midterms are incredibly important. Incredibly important. That being said, I almost get the sense that on a nationwide scale, and I mean from like the DNC and the RNC, we get this sense that the midterms aren't that critical. Like that the, in in years past, in elections past, like the midterms aren't as crucial as presidential elections. They spend more money in presidential years. They they have a whole lot more airtime in presidential years. And so you kind of get this impression that midterms are kind of less important. And, They're the most important. Well, they, they are. And I'm growing and learning as a voter and an involved citizen. So what my actions will be going forward if I do not win the Recorder of Deeds office. I can't say, but what I will say is that I will always, forevermore, be more involved because I realize, especially at the beginning of this year, I realize that my elected officials, especially in the state of Missouri, in Greene County, on the school board, in city council, they live in a constant state of fear and they are trying to force every single one of us citizens to live in their same fear. Their fear of LGBTQ, their fear of race relations, their fear of immigrants, their fear of any other religion. And that that's not me. 
That's not who I am. And I know a lot of people who do not identify with those values. So moving forward, I will be more involved on a local scale. But what that looks like, I can't say at this point in time. Mm -hmm. So um, what's been your experience running for office? Um, Pros and cons. Pros and cons. So pros, you get to meet a lot of fantastic, like-minded people. You get to go out and, like, I've gone door knocking for many of the candidates. And you get to meet a lot of citizens and you get to talk about the things that matter to them. And you get to find common ground. And for me, that was very refreshing because when you get caught up in your day-to-day life, it's really easy to feel like that's all there is. Like, for mm-hmm. in my experience, that's that's what how easy it is. You get caught up in the minutia of just surviving from one day to the next, one paycheck to the next. And it's really easy to believe that that's all the world there is. But when you get to go door knocking and, and go to political events and you get to talk to people about what really matters, you get to realize how much we have in common. And that was very refreshing for me. So cons... It should not be entered into lightly. Um, And by that I mean there's a lot at stake. And each and every day you learn more and more how much is at stake. And this midterm election cycle specifically, there is an awful lot at stake. You know, I think the last midterm was we messed up. I agree. Because look what Missouri just passed on our tax law. If If people would have paid attention. I mean, I cannot imagine somebody who makes 22 what was it, $45,000 a year, they get to go home and say, look, honey, we saved $29 this year on our taxes. Yeah. Full disclosure, I fall in that tax bracket. So I know what it is to live day to day, the grind, just trying to survive from one week to the next. I know what that life is like. Well, I just did a podcast and the tax, I talked about the tax brackets where 20, someone who makes $22,000 a year. And yes, we do have moms that make that. Mm-hmm. And dads. Absolutely. They get to save $3 a year. Mm-hmm. A year on their taxes. But somebody who makes $552,000 a year, they get to save $9,600 a year mm-hmm. on their taxes. Guess what their weekly take-home pay is? I It's... Ridiculous. $10,615 a week. Yeah. If you make $552,000 a year, that's your weekly income. Yes. $10,615 a week. And that person, male or female, that person gets to save $9,600, which mm-hmm. is almost a week's income to them. Mm-hmm. They get to save that on their taxes. That's why when we talk about midterms, I'm getting way off the boat here. I'm so sorry. But when we talk about the midterms about being important, you know, everybody says this is the most important one. This, and it is extremely important. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to go back and say the last two midterms were more yeah. important because this is where we are at now. Absolutely. In Missouri. In Missouri. And, and I voted in the, in the last midterms. I have voted consistently since Barack Obama. I think that by the time midterms come around because you've got the April school board Mm -hmm. that you're voting on and then you've got the um, 
the primary election in mm-hmm. August. Mm-hmm. And by the time they get to November, they're like, I'm tired. I'm done. Mm-hmm. How many times do I have to vote for God's sake? Really? Come on. Seriously. Well, there's, I mean. And that's sad, but I do think a lot of people think that. I have to say that, in my opinion, our society has been designed in such a way that that's exactly how the everyday citizen feels. Like they are inundated with demands on their time. And going back to what you were talking about previously with the taxes, imagine working a full-time job and your take-home pay at the end of the year is $22,000. I can't imagine it. I mean, there isn't a place in Springfield you can afford to live. No, it is not. In the the country. In the country. Yeah. I mean, in 1993, my my yearly income was Mm $18,000 a year. That's almost 30 years ago. Mm Mm-hmm. Hello, motorcycle. (laughs) Got that on the podcast. Yeah. Can't edit that out. So it's crazy. It's just crazy. And then, you know, we have... I don't even want to get off on this. We're getting off topic. Well, when it comes to voting, I feel like that is a major component to it, is that everyday people spend their days just trying to survive. Yeah. And at the end of the day, they have to choose between relaxing and doing something that makes them feel good. You know, you have to stay involved because, for crying out loud, you... Get $29. You get to save $29 a year on your taxes. Mm-hmm. You cannot even buy a steak Mm-mm. for $29. No. To you cel- can't go out to dinner. To celebrate. Yeah. You can't. You can't. I mean, I've got two kids that still live at home. We couldn't go out to eat on that. No. I mean, even if we went to McDonald's, that's, that's every bit of those savings gone. Even at McDonald's. It's a slap in the face. It is a slap in the face. Well, it's important to understand that the recorder of deeds position is not a policy position. It's not a position in which you would be making or executing policy. It's customer service. I think we covered everything. Is there anything that you can think of that we need to talk about? I'm very passionate about this. I'm very passionate about this. And I have, like I said, I grew up in a situation where I was never represented in government. And I will no longer accept that I do not deserve to be represented in my government. That's wrong. We are an elected democracy. Mm -hmm. And I will be represented in my government. Even if I have to be the one to do it, I will be represented in my government. And I will stand up and represent everybody. Not just me, not just the people who agree with me. But everybody, because that's what our government is supposed to do. Okay, listeners, so we are five short days away from the general election, the midterms. It's important that we all get out and vote and that we encourage our friends, neighbors, and family to get out and vote. I really enjoyed meeting with Melissa, and I think she would be great as a recorder of deeds. Time to put some new blood in the office. So, get out and vote. Vote for Melissa. If you'd like to contact Melissa, she has a Twitter account at MillerM-M1LLER, and she has a Facebook page, Melissa Miller for Recorder. So you can reach out to her there and ask her any questions that I haven't asked her that you want to know the answer to. And um, as usual, please rate and review my 
podcast so that more people can find it. You can email me at comingoutofthekitchenpod at gmail.com with any questions, suggestions, ideas, comments that you would like to share with me. I'd love to hear them. And who knows, I could answer your question on the next podcast. Until then, have a great day. Thank you.